Morning, Black family. Hayes here. Nene downstairs making us some smoothies. I was debating if I was gonna do my uh, hand-eye coordination on the PS4. Still got kind of a little headache. Just trying to let that subside before I'm looking at this screen because given enough time looking at that TV, it too gives me a headache. So I don't want to compound it right now. But on Gran Turismo each day, I win a car. So I've been trying to win a car every day for this year. That's the goal. And right now, I got two fur babies up here. Just came from outside. Oh, I didn't give them a treat. Y'all want a treat? A little bit. Where you at? Oh, there you go. She comes out from under the bed like magic carpet. <laughs> All right. Hold on, sweetheart. I give you something. Hold on. Let's get let Papa get up. I give you the good stuff because I know y'all like the good stuff. And, and like, and I got them doggy jerky, which I think they're getting tired of it. And I got my beef jerky, you know, I, this uh, old trapper. Some really good ass beef jerky dog on it. Okay, one for you. And one for you, little bit. Here you go. She takes hers right up under the bed. Yep, there she goes. Up under the bed she goes. She eats hers in private. <laughs> Something else. Oh, I love these dogs. They, they bring the best out of me. Someone else is, uh, I don't have a family of my own. I was kind of cheated out of that, but that's water up under the bridge. I want to talk about a couple of things. There we are. On the news channel now. Boosie Badass got picked up by the feds. You know, I asked that brother. I sent him a, a, a DM on Twitter just asking them, man, why do you find yourself always having to sit before that Vlad motherfucker? I wonder if he gets out of this situation, will he go back to that culture vulture motherfucker? You know what? If he does get out of this, and then goes back to sit down with that motherfucker. I don't want to hear nothing else about Boosie. Because I'm not on the fence when I say he talks too much. He gets online and shit. Making himself look a, like a goofy. That ain't popping. I think that's why Instagram and shit got him off of there. You know, it was causing too many problems. 
And you know, these white platforms and shit, they're quick to 86 your account. If you black, and yeah, you got, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> money so of course they're gonna fuck with him they want him to squander his money and i was watching a video brother had uh built like this tower house in his backyard i guess for the kids and the in-laws to come in to visit or something like that. that i mean that's a brilliant idea Shit, if I had acres upon acres like he did, I'd do the same thing. Then each and these kids will have their own abode on our property. Don't have to worry about shit. And all our kids love me. I love all our kids. I mean, they not bad kids at all they all grown last year they uh they were watching out for me out in the backyard for our, our little firework thing it was hot as a dog out there man and I, I really tried my best not to you know let everybody see now, i wasn't feeling well but sweating profusely and, shaking and shit i remember jayla and stuff she she uh, stopped me from falling that's why i do anything for her and that baby and stuff because she didn't have to do that you know she couldn't let me fall on my face but she didn't that to- that shows me that she's that's a good woman you know just like her mama because i I didn't know I was about to fall. Sometimes I just don't feel my legs. They say that's a neuropathy. And I, I remember I was standing close by the fence, but I wasn't leaning up against the fence. And then when she saw me wobbling, she brought me back up and held me up by the fence and it stopped the shaking. I wish they would really find out what's causing me to shake like that. My granddaddy didn't shake like this. He had a major stroke. Why well, I, I got the small stroke and I'm shaking like you know I'm an epileptic. And it's embarrassing out in out in public. People staring and laughing at you and shit. But I keep it moving. Um on the list today, Nini got me some, uh, uh, what is this? Oh, uh, banana kush cake. And I'll be goddamn, this shit does taste like a goddamn banana pound cake. Tastes good as hell. And then, uh, she got me, uh, on it. California haze. That tastes good too. Not as good as this banana, but I enjoy it. So, and these pre rolls are cool because you know I just have to hit it maybe two, three times. Put that motherfucker out. Go to doing something. 
go out in the yard. I do need to go out in the yard. Oh, shit. I dropped it. Shit. God damn it. Oh, well, the granddaddy burned this carpet plenty of time. What's one more? Granddaddy ain't smoked a cigarette in here since 87. The day he had that heart attack, followed by his stroke. Feel strange sitting up in their room. This is all I know. Yeah, I was born down in Detroit, but the baby, they moved up here. The whole family moved up here. My mother is the only one that moved back down to Detroit after she got her master's degree and started teaching. Because she didn't like the anti-black racism at the 3M plant. So she went back to what she knew. So with that master's, she got a little higher pay. Been working at McKenzie, the same high school she went to, same high school I went to. Now she got her tenure. Job security was safe. And then she had a she had her heart attack at the school. Then I tore down that school. They put a little raggedy ass elementary school and gonna rename it McKenzie elementary it doesn't even have the same ring as mckenzie high school built in 1929 but demolished in 2012 i mean it still had the original roof and it didn't leak all the motherfucking needed was a new boiler the, the city was strapped for cash after that kwame kilpatrick fiasco bullshit so they decided to close up the school and they closed up the school in what 2009 and you know i had um i had talked to the foreman that was ahead of the demolition and uh he was going to allow me to go in there and get my locker my mother's locker which was right next to mine and take the door to her class homeroom 315 that bitch ass uncle sent me to prison so i didn't get a couple of bricks that i wanted the two lockers and the door everything is gone i mean they didn't even leave not one brick or stone of that old school when i got out of the joint i went it was gone. It was gone. And that shit kind of shook me, man, because I mean, I remember going in there in early mornings with the mother. And then I had my Elmer hamburgers and french fries with my Coke. She had her two double cheeseburgers with the onions cooked on but scraped off. I knew her order by heart. And Mr. and Mrs. Elmers, they knew us both by face and name. 
they wonder what happened to my mom after they uh they tore down the school and they were shocked when I told them my mom died in 2001. She didn't even get to enjoy a whole year of her retirement. It was a medical retirement because of the heart attack. I didn't know that it was hampering her going up and down them stairs because she's on the third floor. It's a pretty big school. It looks just like Persian High, but I think Mackenzie had better character, you know, and textile that was out on the on the upper part of the brick masonry. No other school had that. The school had an aura of it that. It was just welcoming. Unlike these damn schools up here, you know. Hold on, let me see if I can fix this. There we go. <clears throat> I gotta get another microphone or something because uh, every time that thing starts hissing and shit, I think that takes away from the recording. The new license showed up yesterday, so I could take this paper license out. Uh, here, Nini with the blender, the ninja, making our uh, smoothies. Oh, shit, this queen ain't on yet. Not yet. But when she does come on and stuff, I'll end this uh, rant in the black because I haven't done one in a while. I'm going to refire up this uh, banana kush cake. Yeah, I got to do some weed whipping. I do the weed whipping today. Cut the grass tomorrow. And do the hydro seed right after I cut the grass. Got everything all lined up. I was watching uh, the Bunker TV. Yesterday he had a. Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't catch his live because I like doing, you know, being there when he has a live going and not the rewind. Uh, he was painting his rims on his car. And I just saw the rims that I want on my Cadillac. Since it's a black Cadillac, I want copper wheels. You know, I don't want them gold ones. I want the copper wheels. Some wham-whams. I don't want no fans. Well, wham-whams look like hammers, kind of, but they're kind of thicker. But they, they're called wham-whams. People said I should put some fans on there. Shit, man, I've had fan, chrome fan wheels, man. I, I got five stars on the Bel Air and shit, and they chrome. But see, those are uh, specific. I had them engraved with Hot Wheels on there. Because in my mind, I was making a Hot Wheels. My mentor, 
and boss Tim Hall was teaching me the the art of auto painting body. And we work good together, man. Uh, you know. I wish she was still here. Because I don't have any place to do any, you know, auto body work. I don't have a garage like that. Man, cleaning out that damn garage after his death, that shit, it hurt. It really hurt. Because I knew that that was an era that was gone. But you know what? Seven years that I've known that man, he treated me and my family good. It's like that that uh, army uh, friend of my grandfather, Mr. Pallant. It's good white people. You know, you gotta, I gotta take white people at a case by case basis. You know, because I know they're not a monolith, like they think the whole black community is a monolith. So I don't blanket you know, my suspicion on all of them. But I do have to agree on somebody that I heard. And I know all white people ain't racist, but God damn it, you got enough of them that are. Thank you. Oh, so it is kind of red, huh? Yeah. What's the matter? Nothing. I was waiting for the queen. Yeah, uh, you know she's getting her smoke on. You know, that, that's a gimme right there. Man, okay, it said 23 minutes, now it said 12. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, since she's up here, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Oh, she just, and uh, like roll me up a joint. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. And uh, I don't know. I might come back with another one. I do some more recording. I haven't done a lot of recording this week because um, this cottonwood tree kind of got me under the weather. I can't breathe. Tired of just breathing out of one nostril. You know. Good. I remember. The black family, be safe out there. Bye, y'all. Good afternoon, black family. Hayes here. Nini's downstairs. Her daughter's down here helping uh, clean up. Kind of works for my auntie. But, um... You know, I'm kind of uh, pissed off, and I'm not pissed off at Queen Amadaya. I'm kind of pissed off at one of her mods and shit banned me for no fucking reason. I mean, I'm not sparring with nobody. I wouldn't didn't call nobody out their name and shit. And I'm just up and I can't can't comment on shit. You know, that's really it's disheartening because I really like her channels. And the content that she puts out and, you know, the people that I've uh, gotten to know on there that I speak to all the time. I can't speak to nobody. That That's really, it's, it's bullshit. And I know a mod 
had to do it because I'm a moderator on several different channels. So I know the controls that they got. And the only person that can take you off of a block list is that channel's owner, the queen. So, you know, and it seems like they, they even blocked my wife. When my wife was inquiring, how come, you know, none of my my uh, chat is uh, showing up? I mean, it, that's really piss poor, man. Really piss poor. Damn. I'm looking for something. Hold on. I got a lot going on here. Uh, trying not to get bogged down. Uh, got these orders to go out today. And I want to make sure that you know, everything is not missing none of the orders. This stuff here for now. Got a custom sign I'm, I had made. Paraphernalia Palace. Lights up. Looks pretty cool. I wish it was neon, but can't really afford the neon sign right now. I try to get it later. I think she got it. I don't see everything is in the to go pile. My baby's on, she's on point with this business thing. You know, she's my mailer. She's my, uh, she packages things. And, uh, shit. I've only had two negative things. I had, I caught the dude in a lie. He said, oh, I'm sorry, little bit. I didn't mean to step on your tail. Um, yeah, she wants to sit up in my lap. Okay, come on. Caught him in his lie and shit that he said he didn't get his uh his item that he ordered, but then it showed up as delivered with you know a picture of the address, same address that they provided. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna have to stop giving people you know positive feedback until I see what they give me, you know. Because off the gate and stuff, when I see somebody, they they bought something from me. The first thing that I do is I give them positive feedback. That the transaction, you know, ran smoothly, no problems or hiccups. But I'm seeing that even though that I give people good feedback, and I gave this motherfucker that lied good feedback, hoping that he would return the favor. What do I get this motherfucker going to try to lie and scam me, hoping that I send him a second item? on me no trick no good it don't work like that i was born at night not last night uh, I'm, I'm into this business to make a profit it's not in this taking no damn losses on no bullshit. i saw this one uh, messenger bag look like the messenger bag that i got oh i'm sorry a little bit <laughs> And uh, it looks a little bit bigger, but it's this uh, messenger shoulder bag. Kind of like it. Let's put that in there. Right. 
this one doesn't it got two pockets but it doesn't like have an inside pocket like where i could store my wallet you know i thought it did but it didn't but you know i'm not not hung up on that because i mean it's got plenty of space for my wallet it's just kind of jammed up in here you know Sweetheart, don't lift my pants. All right. So anyway, this being banned on a channel that I really liked, it's it's really a buzzkill, you know, because I mean I can't interact with the chat and you know give my two cents on content that she's providing and everything, and this hey, is. It's really disheartening. <laughs> I'm not going to say a bunch of uh, cuss words or nothing. I'm trying to cut that out. You know, since uh, Nene and I legally tied the knot and stuff, she, she brings out the better in me. Yes, she does. She brings out the better in me. And I'm blessed to have her. Because I, I really think uh, I wouldn't have been here and stuff if I ain't either. Because there's no way I could have. I mean, I was struggling, you know, that was before the stroke. Uh, my mobility wasn't all up to par, and, you know, I'm fighting the neuropathy day in, day out, 24 7. It was just getting hard, but I did not complain at 5 a.m feeling well or not i had to have my grandmother at that dialysis nini says i didn't fail her but i still feel like i did fail just by having the stroke but i, I wasn't gonna ask my grandmother you know i didn't have the money for the goddamn insulin you know, I'm not a beggar like people up on internet and shit saying, can you send me some money so I can get some insulin? No, it's... Store wasn't doing well. You know, I'm just now getting back to regular sales every day. You know, after COVID. Because, I mean, before COVID, everything was nice. It was running smooth. You know, I was getting good uh, feedback from my customers. I got a lot of repeat customers. I even got customers, repeat customers, bringing me their family members because I treat customers well. Hell, if I make a mistake, I admit I make a mistake. But all I ask is for them to give me a chance to make it right. You know, on, on, on like, for instance, on pipes. Yeah, I remember one young lady, she wanted a pink pipe, but we were out of pink pipes. And I sent her a, a purple pipe. She said she didn't like purple. And did I have black? So I sent her the black one. And you know what? She's a repeat customer, and we haven't had no problem. Every time she buys something, you know, if there's a color that she wants, she puts in the comment section what color she wants. I make sure. 
I read all the comments just in case, you know. And then we pack it up and ship it out. You know? Shit. Because I got into this business because I hated the gouging prices at the stores around here and the trade center where I started my first store at. And I saw a window of opportunity where not only could I get into this business and make money, I didn't have to gouge the customers like a lot of these shops are doing. 300, 400% markup. No, I don't do no shit like that. Mm -mm. I'm not going to say the formula, how I, you know, see if I'm profitable or not, but... Just starting out, you know, especially at Gibraltar, it was uh, it was like hit and miss for about two months, but then it started picking up gradually and regular. Like I mean, I'd be helping a customer, and two more people pop up. So I had to. You know, I was married to that white woman at a time, and uh, you know she not good with customer service because everybody that came back to my store they always would want me to wait on them because my wife didn't have not nini this is the white wife named holly that uh she didn't have good customer skills didn't know how to talk to people definitely didn't know how to bargain and they didn't like her i even had one late young lady ask why would you marry her thought we had something but we didn't it was just uh on her part it was a fetish and uh, i guess on mine it was uh lust yeah because you know all cave bitches and shit they they all they dream about is bbc you know they want to see it they want to feel it they want to suck it and shit yeah white women are something else but definitely not for me been there done that Ain't going back, not revisiting that shit. They're a problem specimen, white women. I mean, if we could find out how we could make the, the, the American white bitch extinct, especially these anti-black Karens, I mean, I think America would be a, a much better place. On top of it, when they pay us our reparations. Hold on, sweetheart. I'm getting ready to fire this up, so I got to put you down. You can't sit in my lap while I'm smoking this joint, all right? I'll see you later. Don't leave your bed. Are you going to sit by the door for Mama? Sure, she'll be coming in in a minute. She'll be coming in. I'll pick you back up after I finish smoking. Yeah. She's just a little sweetheart. She doesn't give me a hard time and stuff when I give her a bath, unlike Lily. Lily will wet me up from head to toe. And then will bite my ankles after I finish drying her. Call her Mad Dog Running. I guess she used to be a cat in her previous life because this dog hates water. Will not go outside if it's raining. Hates the snow. 
So we got her some mucklugs. But we didn't really have snowfall this year, so we didn't get to see her run around in her mucklugs. I was playing this uh, Call of Duty, right? And we're on another... Uh, on another season this is season four i didn't have the the game at season one or two i had vanguard and i you know we finished all the season there and then this one came into play so let's see battle map search and destroy team size 12 it's got all kinds of shit. 12 versus 12 search and destroy on the ground war map teams alternate between detonating and defusing a bomb i played that i don't, I don't really like that one they got this new one called the uh no kundinar district 24 7. Team size six, maximum players 12, six versus six in the mosh pit. Now, I don't like that one either. All right, what is this one? This is called Showdown 24-7. What the fuck is this? Team size six, max players 12. It's a small mat, six versus six in a mosh pit. What's with all these mosh pits, man? Everybody doesn't like playing in a fucking mosh pit. All right, gunfight, team size two. This is some bullshit. That's exactly what this is. Well, no ground war and all this invasion. That's the one that I would really like to play. Let's see what this is. Score limit seventy five. Oh, nothing about this. Oh, nothing about that. Right, so let's see. Right, well, that's a private match. I don't know shit about that. It's a rank play. What is rank play? I don't know what the fuck this is either, man. I go back to either the Battle Royale or, you know, I want that big map action. Career and rewards. What the fuck is this? Ranking skills. I didn't see this shit. Oh, 
ranked 46 to 50 as the top. I don't know what the shit is. Uh, you know, division reward. What the fuck is this? None of this. Oh, you got motherfuckers with diamond and platinum awards and shit. Oh, this is the competitor and shit. I don't play that either. Uh, then you got this thing called Raid. I don't know shit about it. I ain't played it. They got the veteran raid and shit. They ain't got this uh cooperative shit. High Chamber of One, no profile, man. It's got so much shit out It don't make no sense. It's too much going on here. Well, I'll finish this joint and have me another session. Like family, be safe out there. Got a new segment here from uh, the prepper. It says uh, Poland was attacked. Let's see what he's got to say. So you get this volume up here for you. The U.S. government started putting out red alerts yesterday after the cyber attack took down parts of critical infrastructure. This was just days after the FBI issued a warning to major areas of our world, particularly the areas that are important for keeping our electricity on, the cell phone towers running, saying that Chinese hackers were expected to be infiltrating or maybe even launching operations against our infrastructure in the USA. Then we had a Russian hacking group come out and say that they were going to work to take down the entire SWIFT banking system. And then the United States government said that they were under a massive terror attack of a cyber origin. What we're seeing happen right now is just a new stage in World War III. NATO has reportedly given the all clear for Ukraine to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And they've done this by uh, setting up the steps that are needed, that are necessary for Ukraine to take in order to join the umbrella group. This is a warning to Russia that once these steps have been made, once Ukraine becomes a fully protected NATO member, there will be a nuclear umbrella around all of the country. Russia dares not interfere with it. The minister to Saudi Arabia warned the United States that the country now considers all of China and all of the Eastern and Asian relations as part of a key partnership devoid of a necessity for the USA to mediate any economic or geopolitical discussion. This is, according to the minister, in a way, a multipolar global order that has emerged. 
Now that's significant because I want you to remember that it was just a couple of months ago that Russia and China said that a new world order was rising and the old world order operated by the United States of America was being pushed to the side. So here we have the Saudi minister who has recently threatened Biden, threatened the U.S. government saying, we no longer need you, now making massive plans, economic plans away from the United States dollar. Basically, it was the first big fish to jump onto the BRICS countries group saying that, you know what, we're going to build a currency that has nothing to do with America. Because that big fish took a bite, now all the little fish decided that they wanted to jump in too. And that's why you saw Brazil and Venezuela. You saw France asking to be invited to the BRICS. You saw Egypt. All these different countries said, you know what, this is the new direction. So Saudi Arabia is right. This is a new multipolar global order emerging. China, according to Saudi Arabia, is a significant participant in this new world order. Now, we saw reporting outlets during the Arab-China business conference in Saudi Arabia this week report that the minister says that we like to believe, and I think it's been proven, his quote continues, that the kingdom is a significant part of this multipolar world that is emerging. And we, speaking of Saudi Arabia, are going to play our part, not only in developing our own economy, but also developing the region spreading what we have in terms of development opportunities also to africa central asia and the indian subcontinent now again i'm going to remind you that it was just recently one of the african presidents spoke up to all of the other countries and said it's time now to ditch the dollar the saudi arabian leadership continues with a quote that says and we believe that economic cooperation between China and Saudi Arabia and the GCC, which is the Gulf Cooperation Council, the entire Arab region will be a significant part of this new world order. Now you'll remember that the post-Cold War period saw the USA and the United States dollar become the preeminent world power, the strongest force militarily and economically as well as geopolitically on the planet. The rise of China and the BRICS, which are other emerging markets, including Brazil, Russia, India, South Africa, as well as many other parts of the world, are overtaking the USA. They are now becoming basically invulnerable to uh, sanction campaigns in US-led wars. This is leading to an increasing number of countries abandoning those old ways, forging new ties lessening America's reign throughout the world. I think significantly Saudi Arabia continues that we see opportunities for Chinese companies and Saudi companies to also invest internationally in third countries in ways that will bring development to these countries. You see, this is hugely different from America's game plan. As soon as the USD became the predominant reserve currency of the world, the only reserve currency of the world, as soon as the US military showed other countries that if you go against us, you get a regime change, they didn't allow developing countries to fly. They basically put them under an umbrella of the United States of America and allowed them to just simmer and stew. China, Brazil, Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, other countries now, they want these developing countries to thrive. And that is a dangerous, setting a dangerous precedence because now all of these developing countries 
are going to move toward China. Saudi Arabia says, I think this recent summit signifies an increasing tendency toward the South-South collaboration and partnership. They're referencing the global South because the South now has many centers of excellence in technology and in the economy. He says, we are no longer dependent upon America as in the previous world order. That is to say, we are no longer dependent on the USA. I see it going into a significant shift, he continues, from a trade to a core investment relationship. He speaks of the country's ties with China. We already, speaking of Saudi Arabia, invest significantly in China, mostly in oil refinery and petrochemicals, but there have been other investments. PIF, which is Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, private companies, they're moving forward with huge plans that are going to take billions, maybe even trillions of dollars out of America. Moving forward, according to Russian reports, there is evidence now that a group of four, that is the US, the UK, Germany, and France, have worked to develop and implement long-duration wartime agreements with Ukraine. These agreements, Russia warns, will allow Western powers to provide years-long security assurances to Ukraine possibly even placing Ukraine under the American blanket of nuclear protection. A U.S. official who declined to go into private diplomatic conversations out in the open said the U.S. administration is in talks right now with Ukrainian allies on how to reassure the country that there is a long-term security commitment here, one that will deter any aggression after this war ends. We are, the official says, advancing this goal by providing the support Ukraine needs now on the battlefield and helping them strengthen their military over the long term. A different senior Western official said that Germany is in discussion with the country about the idea of a multilateral framework, an agreement and acknowledgement of short-term Ukrainian demands. He says, we are aware of support they are receiving, and it is remarkable in its scope and its duration. He says it's a war unlike we have ever seen before. It's important that we recognize as NATO members that President Zelensky is under political pressure, says the UK Defense Secretary Ben Wallace. Zelensky needs to show his people that if he isn't offered NATO protection, NATO membership, what has he managed to secure? And that's understandable, he says, for a president leading a country at war. But there are many things happening behind the scenes. Many countries are making moves. What is happening is that the international community and NATO members are working to provide reassurances and resilience for Ukraine. They are investing in the country, and they're doing things that they aren't letting out in the open, but they say they will make sure Russia never tries this again. I want to remind you that the U.S. government is lying to you. When asked by reporters why the United States could not explain why the government did not confirm the presence or the operation of a Chinese spy base in Cuba when it was reported last week, John F. Kirby, is the acting assistant to the Secretary of Defense, said that it was inaccurate reporting at the time. That is saying this was false news. It was fake. It was a lie. The response from the U.S. assistant Secretary of Defense, now he says, on lying on that, we were as forthcoming as we should have been at the time. 
This is a lot like a uh, mother or father saying, no, you didn't need to know. Russians should be monitored, uh, Russians living in or moving or traveling through America and Europe should be monitored, says the president of the Czech Republic. Peter Pavel, he says the security services need to be monitoring all Russians who live in the West because they are, a, they are citizens in assisting a nation that is leading an aggressive war. According to him, they must be strictly controlled. It is simply the cost of war, he says. The Czech president warns that he can't imagine peace negotiations with Russia as Russia lies cynically almost every day. Moreover, in his opinion, the argument on Russia's invasion should be considered as Putin's war rather than Russia's national war. He warns that if we look at the level of support Putin has among the people, how many endorse that war, we should refer to this conflict as a Russian war. Also, the uh, president says that he emphasized Ukraine must be ascended into NATO. It must start with a country that is ready to take on Russia. Belarus's Lukashenko, the president there, said Belarus will not hesitate to use the Russian nuclear weapons that it is being gifted to hold on to in case of aggression against Belarus. This is massively significant because Poland just reported yesterday that they were under attack by Belarusian forces at a border skirmish. You have no idea. You know, back in the early wars, in the early wars, World War One, World War Two. When you would have these sort of things happen where there was a line of control, right? So you had a border, and on that line of control, you had soldiers on one side and soldiers on the other. And they'd be staring at each other through scopes. You go way back, they'd be staring at each other through cannons. They'd be just staring it off at each other, knowing that if you cross that line, you will be obliterated. But then one shot would be fired. One thing would happen, and if the command and control structures that are in place at that skirmish were not able to quell that small event, it would soon lead into a larger one, and then the war would continue, and you would see these things happen. They would report back to the commanders that they would get attacked. The commander, far away from the front lines, would say that we need to mount a counterattack. Well, now we have technology and instant information. We have reporters on the front lines. We have all these things happening. So as we see these events happen in real time, we get a glimpse into something that we have never had before. We get to see World War III playing out before our very eyes. It's both dangerous to witness, it's scary or concerning to see, but it also gives us a glimpse into the future and what things are going to be like. Because by the time a newspaper would report it back in the 1900s, the food would just be gone off the shelf. Now we have a time of abundance that we can go and we can stock up on food. You can use the internet and you can buy food today. And that's what I suggest you do. You go buy the cheapest food that you know your family eats. Think about college food. Maybe you have a deep freezer, you stock it with hot dogs. No, it's not healthy, but yes, you're going to survive. Maybe you have, everybody likes ramen or soup bouillon and noodles, flour and rice, you start stocking up on these things. They're relatively inexpensive. But when I tell you that now is the time, I mean it with every essence of my being. The longer you wait to get ready, the harder it's going to be for you to be ready. 
and then you rely more on luck than what you rely on preparedness. You see, the seatbelt, when you're in your car and you get into a car accident, is the preparedness. That seatbelt locking into place gives you a certain level of near-guaranteed preparedness. The rest of what happens in that accident becomes about luck, or you might say blessings, or whatever you might consider it. Of course, it's luck if you live. It was meant to be if it's not. Uh, you know, but we look at these things and we say, okay, that seatbelt is the guarantee. Everything after that, let's just call it luck. Whether you get plowed into the water and you can't get the seatbelt off, or maybe you, the seatbelt does save you from going through the windshield. You have your preparedness, and then you have luck. And if you don't start upping your seatbelts right now, if you don't start clicking them into place, and that's your pantry, that's your personal physical health, that's your self-defense preparedness, that's your family, that's your community, your communications, your first aid knowledge, hunting and fishing, gardening, all those different things, those are your seatbelts, then you're relying on luck to survive what comes next. That's not the position I want you to be in. I want you to go to Amazon, go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart, buy that cheap food now. Of course, somebody in the comments will probably call me a rice shill, maybe a sugar shill, Maybe a Chef Boy RD shell. Who, who makes ramen? Now, we don't really like ramen in the house. You don't know any ramen brands. Uh, so we don't eat it. If you don't eat it, don't prep it. We prep chicken noodle soup, uh, canned stew. We prep Chef Boy RD. My kids love it. It gives me fire throat. I can't touch this stuff. So I prep it accordingly. Now, in the event of a long duration emergency, I'm going to eat. 60% rice, 20-30% uh, Chef Boyardee, I'll deal with the fire throat, I'll do my eggshells, yeah. I'll take my tongs, I have thamatidine, I have all these things because I'm prepared to do I'm that. Prep what you eat, but get it now. It's a lot cheaper, it was a lot cheaper back in 2017. Imagine what it's going to be like in 2024. I want to thank you for being here with us today and every day. If you have ideas for cheap preparedness goods, cheap simple seatbelts for people to get started with. Please leave them in the comments. Please engage with other people. If you have a question, leave the word question first. From my family to yours, stay safe and keep watch. And that's the prepper. Yeah. So they sat on hold. This democracy now, democracy that. now the war and peace that report. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. We continue to look at the arraignment of Donald Trump. We're going to start eating up in a minute.